Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago. I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. Hey, so if you're in marriage counseling, you're trying everything to win your marriage back. You're just trying to figure stuff out and nothing seems to be working. You're doing probably the wrong thing. So that's why I created my five day challenge for men just like you who are on the cusp of separation or divorce. You're trying to figure stuff out. You don't know what to do. So look, in this five day challenge, I'm going to help you gain clarity on what you need to be doing. I'm going to help you understand the pain that you're in and what you need to be doing about it, how to fix that. All of this in five days for just five bucks. That's right. Five day challenge, five bucks. That's it. Get in, do it now. Don't wait any longer. Get in right now. Do the work. It's easy. Every day you're going to get assignments. Every day you're going to get an action step to take so that you're moving forward and you're going to stop the paralysis that you're in right now where you don't know what to do. You're stuck. All that other stuff. It comes to an end today. Jump in right now. Five bucks. That's all it costs. Jump in today. Let's see on the other side. Hey guys, for today's episode of Empowered AF 2.0, I wanted to replay for you an interview I did with one of our clients named Cameron. Cameron came through our program back in 2020 and graduated the beginning of 2021. And even though that's now been a little over a year and a half uh, ago, um, I, his story is phenomenal. Um, his story involves a uh domestic violence uh, dispute where his wife had a temporary restriction put on him and he had already, he ended up filing for divorce and fast forward to now. Well, I'll let him tell you his story, but I'll let him tell you from the, the guise of what it's like when a man takes ownership for his own shit and owns the things that are happening, decides to invest in his own empowerment and learns how to become an empowered man. So stay tuned for this episode and listen to the wise words of wisdom from Cameron. All right, guys, welcome to another Empowered Man VIP case study. I'm so excited to have Cameron with me, who just graduated the VIP program a couple of weeks ago. And Cameron actually lives in the same state as I do. So uh, we're going to have to hang out soon and get a beer or, well, or coffee, whatever you drink. <laughs> you never know these days. But anyways, um, he, he wanted to share his story. Um, his story is incredible. Some of you guys are actually in the same spot he was in before he started the program. And look, this is not a disclaimer of saying, hey, if you do what Cameron did, you'll be exactly where Cameron's at. But it's to give you some hope that, you know what, even when the cards are down, even with all the shit is coming against you, you never know. So Cameron, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Mark. Good to be here. Good to be here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so tell me what was, what was going on before you got in connection with us? And, and I believe you were in like our free group for a while. So like a lot of stuff was happening, but, but what was happening before you started working with us? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and without going back too far, um, I mean, I'm, I'm in, in my third marriage, right? So let me start with that. And uh, she and I dated for a long time, talked about getting married, finally got married about a year and a half ago. And even prior to that, we're doing some, some couples counseling because we, we knew there was some, some cycles and some things that were happening that, that weren't necessarily good. So we had done some of that work together. And finally, uh, around Thanksgiving of this last year, 2020, things just got way out of hand, just, just spun out of control in a way that it's you know, it still boggles my mind to think about how we got there, but I found myself, in essence, booted out of the house with a protective order 
because she just wanted me gone. And really, you know, having no choice to go back, no choice to talk to the person who kicked me out. I was like, what do I do? And here in Arizona, it's a 12-month order, right? But I can't talk to the person to find out what's going on. So um, found myself in that situation and I thought, okay, you know, this sucks. I mean, this is, this is horrible. I don't like this. Obviously, initially, I was mad at her. How did she do this to me? You know, why me? Why did this happen to me again? You know, interestingly enough, leading up to that actual me getting kicked out of the house, I had actually seen uh, uh, some ad or something on Facebook, Mark, of, of you. And I thought, oh, that looks interesting. I could probably use that. I've always been into some self-personal development. Yeah. And so I actually had um, a call set up. Um, and, and the call happened about three days after I was given the boot. Wow. And I thought, you know what? Let me get on. Let me do that anyway and see because I really need something now. Yeah. So it was kind of an answer to a prayer in a way, like, you know, I, I need something and someone to talk to. Yeah. Right. And, and the realization was hitting me about the same time that, you know what? I mean, okay, what's the common denominator here? Right. I feel like this, this third marriage I'm in is, is on its way out the door again. I know I'm a pretty cool dude, but what am I doing wrong? Like, wh- where am I, where am I missing the mark at? Yeah. And so, um, so then when I, when I spoke with uh, one of your staff members about it, I was like, you know, this, this kind of speaks to me. Needed to own my shit, figure out me, empower myself, figure out leadership within, within myself, within my, my family, my kids, my wife. And, and that's the only way. And, and realizing that, you know, whether, whether I could figure out how to make this marriage work some way, somehow, if I want another relationship down the road, I was going to have to figure out me. So yeah. let's start on the path. And, and so I uh, started doing that, you know, um, it, you know, gave me, gave me some time really to, to work on just me for uh, about four weeks during the holidays, really, um, you know, work through the, uh, the worksheets and stuff of empowered man, work with uh, you, Mark, and some of the coaches and the group calls and uh, really just gave me a chance to connect with other, other guys to hear that their stories weren't that much more different than mine in, in some ways. Like yeah. some of the inner battles they were having were yeah. the things that I was having. But like, gosh, I'm not alone in this. Yeah. And, and, and what is it this us guys are doing that isn't speaking well to these women? And, you know, so that was comforting too. That yeah. makes sense. So, you know, um, fast forward a little bit, just, just prior to Christmas, um, she reaches out to me an email you know, kind of breaking the order. And I was hesitant, you know, because if I respond, I, I could be, you know, legally liable and sent to jail. But, um, you know, I reached out to you, Mark, said, what do I do? And, and you gave me kind of some word track and, and helped me and, and realized that the situation we were in isn't really what I wanted. And it wasn't really what she wanted. Yeah. And cool enough, found out that she was doing her own work. She got herself into a program for her. And so her mind had shifted, her feelings had shifted a little bit. And, and it got us both to a place. We were both in a place where we could communicate a little bit differently and, and, and slowly started to communicate a little bit. Um, you know, found ourselves into the old cycle briefly. And I really wasn't sure, you know. And um, finally, just after the new year, things have kind of clicked. And, and uh, we know that we're not out of the woods yet. Yeah. But we kind of agreed, hey, you know what? You go do your program. I'm going to do my program and work on me. Maybe soon again, we'll get into something with the both of us. But for now, you work on you and your garbage and yep. in, in your past and the things that have made you you. You know, embrace the good things you still have. I'm going to do the same thing. 
And we find that as we're doing that, coming together, and I don't want to knock on counseling, but we're like, you know what? I wish we'd have done this instead of two and a half years of counseling and how many tens of thousands of dollars later. Yeah. So, you know, uh, at this point, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not out of the woods yet, but I mean, we haven't gone into our cycle in six weeks now, maybe, Yeah. maybe going on seven. And usually, you know, if we had a two week stretch without going into the negative part of the cycle, that used to, that used to be good. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, even the, awesome. the other night we looked at each other and said, you know, I'm glad we're working on this. You know, yeah. I actually, I really love you and, and I love who I'm becoming yeah. and I love the woman that I see cause you're different too. Yeah. And she, she knows I'm different. So, you know, what do you think was the major shift for you in, in the midst of it? Cause I remember when you reached out to me about what do I say and all that stuff and you had had some realizations like, but what was that shift for you before you, you know, got to connect with her? Yeah. I, I think it was something I heard you say, Mark. It was, um, you said something about the stop being an unempowered little boy and a whiny little bitch. I was like, he's kind of talking to me. And you know, if I'm really honest with myself and you had to get really honest, I had to really get really honest with myself. Right. Yeah. That's probably how I sound. And I, and I went back in my head thinking about sometimes that I may have approached her and thought, why, why does this whininess come out? Why do I sound like a little boy? Yeah. And then on top of that, Mark, I was in the, uh, the free group listening to some of the, the conversation and, and then I, then I caught it. I thought the talk that we have in the, the VIP group is obviously a higher level, right? Yeah. I mean, the first week or two, those guys come in, you can hear the whininess. Yeah. And then you hear it shift a little bit yep. and I had shifted a little bit. So then back in that free group, I'm seeing just a lot of whininess. <laughs> and so I'm replying going like, you know, what? here's my chance to help these guys. Cause I see the difference now. Yep. And let me give my piece. And, and I think in helping those guys, it, it may not have been helping them, but it was helping me yeah. right? being, by being able to reply because I was able to, to see where I was at, where I, I was at the time and where I wanted to go. So it was, yeah. to me, it helped provide kind of like a, a roadmap of where I've been and where I'm going. That's awesome. And, and so many guys are in that group or in my podcast and they're listening or they're going to watch this and they're in that spot. Um, where they're just that whiny little bitch. They're blaming, they use the she, she, she language we talk about. Right. Um, what would you say to a guy like that? What does he need to do? What does he need to change? Uh, stop, stop. She, she, she all over yourself. Right. And realize that when you're and this, this is, you know, this is cliche and it, it, it's old. I've heard this before when you're pointing the finger at someone, right. You've got three pointing back at yourself. Yeah. And, and you really need to realize that, that there's some, some major truth in that you, you've got to eat, eat some humble pie, if you will, and be like, Hey, you know what? The end of the day, whatever she does, I can't control. I can't change. Right. And even if I say, Hey, I want you to do it this way. And she does, it doesn't make me feel better. Yeah. Right. But, but when, when I show up in a different way, it changes everything. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so the, the thing is take leadership with yourself first, figure out how to lead yourself. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. I love it. Yeah. Um, that's so cool that, that you kind of got to that realization. And I mean, what I think my favorite part is, is that yet while we teach principles in things, our goal is not to just like tell you exactly what to do. Like our goal is to help you figure out what's best for you because I can come in there and know, Oh, you need to do this and you need to do that. But then you're like, dude, you don't live my life. Right. And at the end of the day, I'm not going to be with you forever. 
So you have to be able to make those decisions. So at this point, you know, having gone through that program, what would you say, like, in terms of your own empowerment, like, do you feel like you got what you needed to get in terms of how to make those decisions, how to respond to her, how to communicate with her? Like, would you say you got that from the program? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, for example, the other night, right. Um, she, she was telling me her, her sister had called and her sister's got some, some stuff going on and it had gotten her in this place of just being emotional. And, um, it was actually during the Super Bowl, and after the Super Bowl, she starts talking to me about it. And all of a sudden, the old program in my head says, oh, here's the fix. Here's what you do. Here's how you fix it. Here's how you fix her. Here's, here's the advice you give her. And as I was about to do that, I'm like, oh, hold on. Delete, delete, right? Start the new program. The new program is be present, listen, hear what she has to say. And then when I'm ready to respond, hey, honey, I hear what you're saying. I appreciate you sharing this with me. Do you want me to continue listening or would you like some advice? Mm-hmm. Totally she's different. Like, oh, I just want to, you know, but, but, but she was like, she kind of stopped for a minute. I was like, yeah, just listen. Like she knew something was different. Right. Yeah. And I felt different too, because in the past when I, cause I was thinking of all the stuff I could tell her, Yep. it just felt so disempowering if I really would have word vomited what I was feeling. And it wouldn't have helped anything, right? The problems with her sister and it was her emotions that she was feeling about her sister wouldn't have done a thing. So to be present, the listen was like the world, right? It's funny because what you're talking about in essence is codependency. And so many men take ownership of their wife's feelings and and you in that moment decided, I'm not going to own what she's feeling. I can listen empathetically and I can give her feedback if she wants it, or I can just be there for her. And most women just want you to be there for them. They don't need all the other shit. I, it sounds like you're starting to see even like what led up to the the kicking out of the house and all the craziness was probably more a series of those types of things than any one big thing, right? It's not like you came home with a gun and threatened her. It was right. the, 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 the toxicity continuously building up. It's no different from somebody who's constantly working out and they don't get massaged or they don't have those things building out the toxicity in their muscles they're, they're not always, they're not going to be right. And they're going to be out of alignment, you know? And so that's why we have doctors to help us with those things. Um, what would you say is your favorite part of the program? If you have a favorite part? I mean, there were a couple of things that stand out. I I think, um, initially, um, my first week or two on, I heard someone talk about this apology letter, right? I thought, well, that's, that's interesting. And of course, in the first part of the, the, the program, you're like, oh yeah. Uh, when I get to that part and she hears my apology, then she'll hear how sincere I am and she'll take me back. Right. Still old thinking, right? right? Realizing it has nothing to do with apologizing to her. Yep. And so when I finally got there, I'm like, well, crap, here I am now. And I'm not going to say what I thought I was going to say for the reason that I thought I was going to say it. Yep. Um, and and, and it, I struggled for a minute to kind of get that started. And then once it started flowing, you know, all these things just, just, just came up, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, you know, here's, here's, and it was hard because there were moments that I was like, well, but it's because she did this and this and this. And I had to pull myself back and be like, doesn't matter. Right. How did I show up or how did I not show up? And why did I show up this way? And, and, you know, I'm sorry that I, my, my actions made you feel the way that it did. Right. And so it was, it was eye opening to me, um, you know, going back over our, our relationship and, and owning me and yeah. owning my garbage and 
you know, whether I shared it with or not at the time was didn't matter because yeah. I was releasing what I needed to release. And I felt like there were this release and this, this, this burden that his was being lifted off of my, my shoulders. Right. Yeah. So and I think that was probably, uh, you know, one of the, one of, one of the hardest to write in a way. Yeah. And I don't usually have a problem saying I'm sorry, but I'm realizing that, yeah, saying you're sorry and owning your piece of it are two different things. And that's what a woman wants. That's what this woman wants, especially. Yeah. Right. And, and it made me realize that in all of our arguments before she's like, why do you explain? I'm tired of you explaining. And I'm like, but you're not hearing me. Just hear why I did what I did. Right. And realizing that doesn't work. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it makes so much sense to me, right? Yeah. It makes so much sense to us guys. Yep. But you know, and so I've quit. I, I've quit explaining too, and I think that's part of what that uh, that message yeah. or that 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 apology letter did for me. If that makes sense. Totally makes sense. And you know what's funny, dude, is that so many times um, people think. <laughs> so many times. This is home. Yeah, I know. Um, so many times people think that that's about like the relationship or about her and it's really has nothing to do with her. So I, I call our program to me is, is one of the sneakiest things because guys come in a lot of times thinking, all right, I'm going to do this. So to get an outcome and what do we preach about outcome? What's, what's the big thing we, we say, detach yourself, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> completely detach yourself from the outcome of wanting her back. Right. Because yeah. there's no way forward if, if that's what you're trying to do, because it all comes from a place of manipulation. Yeah, versus absolutely. Yeah. Well, cool, man. I, I appreciate you sharing all this. Um, wh- what would you say in terms of, you know, you, you kind of alluded to it, where you're at now. Um, wh- what would you say about where you're at now, com- you know, compared to where you were at when you first started? Yeah, I mean, a much better position in place. It's 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 an awareness more than anything now, right? And, and the biggest piece is trying to not slip back into old habits because I'll catch myself. You know, like I was just explaining about um, you know the other night, right? My head was going to the old place, but I caught myself before the action happened, and and so that's it. Is is still continuing to work the new program, yep. so the old program doesn't take over. Because yep. I, I see that that still is easy. I mean, because the reality is I've probably done this old program or I've grown into this old program for, you know, 40 plus years. Yep. Right. Totally. And so, you know, here I am four months later, still trying to rewrite portions of that program. Yeah. But now you so, have to, and you're equipped. Yeah. 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 And part of me is like, it wasn't that hard. Yeah. Like, and, and I think too, I think I heard it before, Mark. I think, I think there were times I was in, in couples counseling. And I think I heard the counselor say some of the same stuff you did, but I don't know if it's because it was coming from, um, a dude. I don't know if it was because, um, I don't know. I don't know why it was different, but, but something about being in this group with just guys, I think helped me hear it differently and understand it differently. Yeah. That makes sense. It totally does. I think it's like anything, right? Like a lot of times people want to learn things. And so they come to us and go, teach me something. And it's like, we're not inventing things. We're not, we're not like coming up with some, you know, crazy off the wall thing that you give to your wife or do like, none of this has been invented by me. You know, what we did was we, I went through this process and figured out what worked and what didn't work and where a man needed to be and decided this is how the program will be run. But I think it comes back to environment. Like we, we create an environment 
where you feel like you're a part of something that's not you, right? Like you said, Mm -hmm. this wasn't just me, this, you know, like I'm not the only guy there's, you know, 40, 50 guys in the VIP program, all going through the same shit that I went through. Um, and it's, and it's empowering to know that. And then nobody's beating you up. Like our whole thing is like encouraging, uplifting you to not feel shamed about what you're going through. Um, what would be the final thing you would say to a guy? Uh, this is the last question that's kind of on the fence or maybe doesn't know much about the VIP program. Cause a lot of guys think it's a scam or, or, you know, because they're just yeah. not familiar with us. Right. What would you say to a guy like that? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's not a scam Mark. It's, it's, um, it's a safe place for guys to finally actually be themselves and open up probably in ways that they haven't before mm-hmm. um, with, with someone yourself and, and uh, you know, your, your therapist and a couple of the other coaches that, that really know what they're doing and, and really care about, about you as a person. Um, at the end of the day, the work is up to the person, right? The work was up to me, still had to do the work and still had to dig deep. Um, so, you know, there's a financial investment, obviously. Um, I think that's what keeps people out. I see that as a filter too, because you know, when, when somebody's ready, they'll, they'll, they'll find the money and, and they'll find their way in because they need that level of, of help. Right. And I mean, I, for me, I didn't balk at it. So I'm like, I need this level of help Yeah. and I'm, I'm willing to make the, the, the full commitment yeah. to, to be all in. And that's what it takes. If you're all in, you're going to get all of it and then, and then more out of it. Right. We have you totally know, the, value, the, yep. the value exceeded the price. So, you know, um, and you know, I made a few, few new guy friends and I, I feel like I have a new connection and that's something that, you know, I, I feel like I've, I've lacked for probably since my early twenties is some, yeah. some additional connection to, to guys. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Man, thank you so much for sharing. I, I appreciate you getting on and encouraging some guys. So guys, another story, another man going through exactly what you're going through and he's winning. Welcome to the Bourbon Moment. Join your host, M. Sizzle, J-Dub, and Mandrew as they sip on some bourbon and spit some truth. Welcome to the Bourbon Moment. You have your very own late night talk show like Jimmy Fallon or Kimball or whatever the fuck his name, Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel, whatever his name is, right? You have your own talk show. Who's your first guest you're inviting? And you can't say me or Joey. Like we can't say any. First guest I'm inviting. Yeah. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. So I I just had a bunch of guys go to the 10X conference, Grant Cardone's first person up, Donald Trump. Really? Oh yeah. Well, did they know he was coming? Nope. Huh. Interesting. Did nope. you guys see he did an interview with the Nelk Boys podcast? I watched the entire interview and then they got with 16 the million with the Nelk Boys. Trump the Nelk did. Boys? And the Nelk Boys were like a prank. They were like a prank crew and now they've built this like multi hundred million dollar business okay. through this. And I thought so you were Trump, talking about the Island Boys. I was like, oh no. Those Trump and the jokes, Island Boys dude. would be a very interesting mix, don't you think? No. Yeah, like, you I think guys... that would be intriguing. But so what he went on this podcast. He went on this podcast. They got 16 million views in 24 hours. YouTube took the video down. YouTube took it down because they said it was against the guidelines of YouTube because he was speaking truth. I mean, he dropped some shit in that podcast. Mm. Like he said some shit. 
Yeah. All right, so that'd be your first guest. Yeah, Trump. Hmm. Who would be your first guest? I'd say Jordan Peterson. Hmm. Yeah, he's my late-night like, talk show has a different vibe. Yeah. <laughs> You're like the anti-nighttime talk show because they're all liberals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine, we just... So why, why Jordan Peterson? I like his stance on... Um, racialism hmm. because yeah. uh i was listening to it a bunch today actually when i was on the treadmill and i get what he said like and i think he needs to get out there more it's more this fighting uh, and this has been something that's been on my mind for a long time now like this whole fighting against each other just to make ourselves right and in racialism like what he's basically been saying is you know a group has been saying, okay, the whites are all racist. And he says the answer is yes, no. And that question is horrible. Because it's not that just the whites are racist, it's what your core is, is racist against the next one. So it's like, basically what he's saying is like, if you're black, you're racist against the others. If you're Hispanic, you're racist against the others. It's where your upbringing comes from that that's your core, basically, nucleus. And that whole premise of each being, or the whites only being racist, it's, it's not true. And, and I've lived that. Like, I've had people that work for me that I hear some of the shit they're saying, but white people, and I'm like, that's racist as fuck. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah, I agree. I, I like that whole co- that whole concept really got me thinking about exactly what's happening, and it's the truth. Yeah, I mean, there's such a spin this day and age on everything from a media perspective, right? Because it gets eyeballs. Yeah. It's it's easier to talk about what the negative is, and there's a narrative. Like most people don't recognize when you turn on. Doesn't matter if it's Fox, CNN, whoever. There is a narrative that is behind those. Yeah. It's like. The only way to understand truth is to synthesize all the information, the factual information as much as possible, and make your best judgment based upon all the facts. But you can't do that if you're just taking somebody's skewed version. I used to, I literally can't even listen to most, doesn't matter what side of the aisle it's on, news thing anymore, because I know it's so jaded towards one side or the other. Um, and, And we live in a world that's like, it's easy to do that because we live in an offended society. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and this I mean, is the issue we deal with with men in our program where it's like they come in offended at her instead of looking at themselves. And we have yeah. to get them to go, bro, I get that she hurt you, but what about you? Yep. And, and they're just, and we're so focused on, oh, this person offended me. And to live in an offended culture has got to be one of the hardest things to do because you find yourself you're basically living in a borderline culture. And what I mean by that is somebody with borderline personality disorder will make you feel like you have to walk on eggshells everywhere you go. And that's what we've created as a society, which is interesting. If you look at childhood wounds that create borderline personality disorder and the generation that is now in power, if you will, both also in the influential side of the millennials uh, who are in power, because even though they're not in political power, they have a shit ton of power that is swaying Twitter, that is swaying different things. Cancel culture is all rooted in childhood development shit where they've never owned their stuff. And so then you take that into pandemic, you take that into 
you know, politics and Trump winning, you know, and all these things. And it's just an offended culture. Yeah. yeah. And the uh, only uh, way through that is through healing. Like, think about that. The only way for our culture in America, at least, and in the world, probably globally, is for all of us to individually do our own work and yeah. not blame or hit the she button or not blame every, every other person, but look at me and go, what can I do to contribute to the, to the progress of this, not to the detriment of it? To humanity. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, literally today, um, when I was coaching today on the homework call, it was, we mostly worked on triggers, right? And all these guys were like, you know, I'm so triggered by this and this and this. You know, hey, I get it. I understand. Let me flip the switch on you a little bit, though. You keep getting angry when you're triggered. What do you think's happened on the other side? Yeah. And that's what is really being missed. Like you said, that's what's being missed. It's, woe is me, woe is me, woe is me, or... I'm doing the work, I'm doing the work, I'm growing all this, but she's still triggering me. Dude, you're still triggering her too. Yeah. And it also means that she still has power over you. Yep. Which is a victim. Yep. You're a victim of her power because you don't know what to do with yourself. You don't know how to own your own shit. And this is why we preach to the guys all the time, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this, essentially it comes back to ownership is the key to freedom. Like yeah. that principle just speaks volumes. It's amplified. If I own my shit, I have freedom. And it doesn't matter in what aspect or dimension of life. As yeah. a father, if I'm owning myself as a dad, then what my kids do is not necessarily a direct reflection of my failure, but is a direct reflection of their choices. And all I can do is own the parts that I didn't do well and own the parts that I did do well. And that gives me freedom. Well, and it goes and- the same with relationship. It goes the same across the board. Thanks for joining us on the Bourbon Moment. This is your host, M. Sizzle. I've got Mandrew and I got J Dub. And we are out. We'll see you next week. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.